This episode is sponsored by Echo. Hear clearly, care confidently. Learn more at echohealth.com. That's E-K-O health.com. And use code JSP for $50 off any stethoscope. Just Some Podcast Media. The thoughts and opinions on Just Some Podcast are of the hosts and guests and do not represent the views of organizations that employ them or they volunteer for. They are also not responsible for spontaneous black holes or nuclear wars that may occur. You have been warned. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fun-filled and exciting episode of Just Some Podcast. This is Tom. Hey, this is Ben and Tom. Uh, you know, normally this is where I ask how you're doing, but I'm going to circumvent that because we got a guest on, and you know, this dude's been dodging my calls for a while. We finally got him talked into coming on the show, so you know, I'm excited to have him here. Eric, easy, man, how's it going? Hey, out there, how's it going? It's going all right. Can't complain too much. All right, now, Tom, how are you? Snow. There you go. That's like literally, all right, all right. that's it. That's, that's all we need to know. Yeah. Snow, plenty of it. How is it in Kansas? I know how it is in uh, other places. How is it in Kansas? Chilly, but not too bad. We're at a warm front. So, you, you know, you'll be getting that in a few days. It is always nice to talk to Ben because usually about three days later, whatever he's getting, I get something close to it. So he's like my, uh, my advanced weatherman. So good, good. We need to get some of this off the uh, sidewalks here. So you get some sloppy seconds, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, you know, Eric, I don't think I've ever put it that way, but yeah. From now on, we will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, now I can't not think about it like that. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to be getting. Oh, boy. <laughs> that sucks. That's hard. Uh, yeah. It, it happens. So. <laughs> Tom, you still up to your ass in uh, flu and COVID? Yeah, honestly, it is. It's super busy. Lots of both, actually, and lots of common cold. So even when we're testing for both, sometimes they're still like, well, I'm sick, but all my tests are negative. I'm like, well, there are other viruses out there. So unfortunately, the past two years, people's minds have forgotten that there are other coronaviruses and other things that can make them sick been very busy but honestly i want to say somewhat manageable i'm going to knock on wood and hopefully yeah, that better. doesn't that doesn't come back to uh, bite us but in the office setting i should say now i do know that some of the local er's and urgent cares are still just getting mangled but in the office setting it, it seems to have plateaued i guess is the best word for it and this is probably the point of the conversation that eric is happy that he's no longer in the er <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, again, like I said, so, so happy for you and so jealous. <laughs> Technically, I'm still in the ER. I work one shift a month, but I just don't schedule my one shift for the last four months. So, ah, well, yeah. So it's PRN in name. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah. I, just, I just act like I didn't get a message, you know. Oh, I forgot about that. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. I couldn't hear it over the roar of my stereo. So that's where. So how long were you in ER? Six years. Trust. Oh, six years. And were you ER bedside prior? Yes. Uh huh. 
Man. So altogether, I think I'm 15 years in now. Ooh. With that's with NICU, peds, flight, movie, onset nursing, and then ER. God, so you got a really diverse background. I do. So it, did I hear flight? Flight, NICU, and high risk OB. You are not a small gentleman. Yeah. So no. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm picturing in my head the uh the shoehorn effect it must have been to get him into a bird sometimes. The flight suit had to be custom made. <laughs> Could you imagine a very large individual coming in and be like, I'm gonna be your NICU nurse tonight? <laughs> and, and get this back when that happened, I was uh, a professional fighter too, so I'd always have black eyes and such too. <laughs> Oh, that's a good story. Like what happened? Uh, one of the parents wanted to argue with me about uh, what we were going to do. Like, oh, suddenly, right? suddenly there's no more arguments. It's amazing. Some belly time gone bad. Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. Well, Eric, do you have a good day today in your practice? Which one? We're going to get more into that here in a little bit anyway. Yeah, we did pretty good. Revenue was pretty good today. We pulled in probably about six to 7,000. Oh, so, so today's episode really should be renamed how Ben and Tom decided <laughs> to get into aesthetics is, is, what, <laughs> is what the real name of this episode should be. Well, through our social media stuff, we'll give Eric a chance to promote his stuff, too. So you can find us we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. All at just some podcast or websites, www.justsomepodcast.com. Email us. Make us feel jealous about you, too. JSP at justsomepodcast.com. Tom, if they want to help us out, what else can they do? Well, what they could do is they could go to the JSP website. They could scroll down to just about the bottom. There's an Amazon affiliate link. Click on that before they do any shopping or add anything to their cart. And then when they go shopping, it helps us out and it doesn't cost them a thing. And we would really appreciate it. Mr. Eric, I am sure there are some websites advertising the social media or anything that you would want to talk about. Do you want to give uh, talk about any of that real quick? Oh, we're huge. We're huge on Instagram and Facebook, you know, at Bosky Aesthetics. We're also, uh, I spelled uh, B-O-S-Q-U-E. Everybody doesn't know how to spell that. We're not in New Mexico, apparently. And then uh, bosqueaesthetics.com is our website. You can check out all of our different uh, features and the machines that we use. We use high technology here, cranking it out. And we'll make sure that we get links down to everything in the show notes so that people can come find you and check out all the cool shit you're doing. So Definitely. Tom, you ready to get into the story that your man missed? Sure. Yeah. All right. Tom, being in family practice like you are and like I am, I'm sure that you dealt with the Phillips recall of all of the sleep apnea machines, CPAPs, VPAP, good stuff. To a minor degree, yes. Okay. I say it really hasn't hit me that hard, but I am aware of it. Yeah. So basically, in June of 2021, Philips Respironics announced a voluntary recall of more than 15 million devices. They were included CPAPs, BPAPs, ventilator machines, anything along those lines, because the noise abatement foam inside the machine could degrade, and if inhaled, could cause serious injury or worse cancer in some cases. Well, of course, this voluntary recall did trigger FDA inspections of Philips Respironics manufacturing facility uh, this past August and November. And the FDA found some interesting stuff, Tom. According to the FDA's inspection, there were warnings from inside the company that included at least 14 tests or assessments from as early as 2016, where Phillips staff were aware of issues and concerns related to the potential foam degradation. Uh, there were internal emails the FDA inspectors cite, including one from 2015 from an employee of Phillips to the company's raw foam supplier that implies 
that a customer made them aware of the polyesterurethane foam degradation issues and didn't really do much about it. They did have several complaints, some of those dating back to 2014. And when asked for comment, Phillips Respironics referred uh, NBC5, which is where I'm pulling this information from, to a prepared list of FAQs that responded to some, but not all of the FDA's findings, as well as a statement from their CEO, which says, quote, we will work closely with the FDA to clarify and follow up on inspectional findings. And until we have concluded these discussions, we are not able to publicly provide further details, unquote. Tom, your thoughts? I guess I'm not totally shocked. Uh, It's one of those things where a big company knows that there may be a problem and they're trying to figure out if it's more lucrative to allow the problem to fix itself per se or to initiate recalls. And in this case, obviously, it became more costly to do the recall. That's why they're doing it. I think anytime, though, a company is told multiple years in a row that there's a problem and then the problem becomes big, it's obviously obviously it's going to be very hard for them to fight said problem. For instance, if anybody's aware of the elderly woman that spilled hot coffee from McDonald's on herself multiple years ago, I can't even remember when it was. And, you know, at first, and I included, would say stuff like, well, it's hot coffee. Like you burnt yourself with coffee. What exactly were you expecting? And again, I I was totally in that camp. And then I watched a documentary on it where there was multiple complaints to McDonald's like, hey, you know, normal coffee is at whatever temperature you are multiple degrees Above that, you're causing injuries to people for even like minor spills. And McDonald's went along and just said, eh, fuck you. We're not going to do anything about it. And so that's how it kind of became a bigger issue. And so I think some of these companies are banking on people not making a big deal about it and making money off of it. That's what it sounds like. Eric, you got any thoughts on that? Well, just to go off your story with coffee and uh, McDonald's, she's actually from Africa, New Mexico from here. Oh, really? So, okay. I couldn't, I yeah. didn't remember. I just remember it was a long time ago and I watched, there's a documentary called hot coffee Yeah, where they talked about it. And I thought, I thought it was a really interesting case because of all those facts, because initially I was like everybody else. I was like, well, you, you spilled coffee on yourself. But then when you find out some more, I just was like, wow. The interesting thing about it is that she actually just wanted them to pay some her medical bills. Yes. At first. It, yes. And they, they balked at it. Yeah, I was trying to keep it short, but yeah, no, you're 100% correct. Is the family came and said, okay, well, we know there's been a problem and she's got these third degree burns on her in her thighs. If you just cover medical costs, this all goes away. And again, McDonald's said, you can't make us. And they said, okay. And then it became what it became. And yeah, it, it is a, again, I am all about a company being allowed to do what it wants to do within certain confines. But when someone is saying, hey, this is dangerous, that's when perhaps the script has changed a little. And that's where we're at now with this, with the, the CPAP BiPAP issues. Yeah. You said it exactly. It's what's costing them more money. What's costing, you know, the impingement of the cash flow coming in, you know, to say we're wrong or to just say wrong in court. Yeah. And in court, you have to prove it, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, Tom, I'd like to thank you for marking McDonald's off a potential sponsor list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. hey, I tell you right now, McDonald's comes to us and says, we're no. going to pump a couple million dollars into your show. I'll retract every, I'll make this disappear. This never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. They will, they Me and Eric talked us. about how we love McMuffins. Like it was a great episode. So they will come to us and say, hey, we were going to sponsor your show, but then can you go ahead and play that uh, soundbite? <laughs> Yeah, McDonald's said, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well, ostensibly, that's what they did. 
<laughs> so I'm not wrong. Well, speaking of sponsors, let's do our uh, sponsorships and then we'll get into our conversation with Eric. So Tom, echohealth.com, you know, the 3M Litman core digital stethoscope. Tom, what do you think about that thing, man? I have been happy every day I've got to use it. They sent me a model to try out. And honestly, even if they had said we want it back, I would have been buying one the next day. It's been great. It's really improved how I hear people. And I really think it makes my job not only easier, but more thorough. Yeah. Noise cancellation, 40-time amplification, wireless consultation via the Bluetooth app, telehealth ready. I mean, what more can you say about this thing? It is amazing. You can find out more. Echohealth.com. That's E-K-O-Health.com. Use code JSP. That gives you $50 off and it tells them that we sent you. All right. Go ahead. And, you know, I know you've been wanting to fire questions away at Eric. So, uh... well, yeah. So, I mean, we got talking. We got, you know, how I am. I got started and I know. So, we talked about your diverse background. What brought you into aesthetics? You were sitting there one day. You're like, man, I got to do something different. What happened? It's actually, and I think Ben's familiar with this because he's known me for quite a while. I was actually going through a divorce at the time of uh, graduating NP school. And uh, it was a super stressful you know, situation that just was happening. And with everything else going around with, you know, taking boards and my kids and everything, I wanted a quote unquote easy job. So I took a job at the local med spa. I'm not sure if I can say their name or not, but their global med spa. I was the first male provider they had in their whole global system, which is insane. And uh, fell in love with it, to be honest. People were happy. People came to me and wanted things done to be happy, to boost their, their confidence in themselves, to make themselves reach their certain ideal uh, image in their head that matched their outside. You know, like it's all about boosting someone's confidence, making them feel better and optimizing their life. So after that, I had a non-compete clause that I found in my contract. <laughs> so I had to go back to the ER for a few years. And then there we are. When did you launch Bosky Aesthetics? Almost two years ago now. We're two years in June. Wow. Yeah, it's been going crazy. And we actually started off as a Bosky Health and Wellness. So Bosky, for other people that don't know what it is, it's a New Mexican term, a Mexican term for down by the river, kind of the, the trees and the, the area down by the river. So it's a really big, prominent name we have here. We have multiple things that are Bosky, like Bosky Brewing Companies are our huge things. And uh, I get confused for them all the time, which is great. Bringing more customers. So we started off as Bosky Health and Wellness, which we're going to start doing primary care and walk-in care. And we'd offered a little bit of aesthetics on the side, some Botox and fillers. And then I jumped into a laser hair removal machine and a CO2 RF microneedling machine. And that's where the money hit. And that's where the interest hit. And I pivoted really fast and just, uh, you know, DBA to Bosky Aesthetics. Background ER, Ben and I both ER. What was the learning curve like? Like, was this something, did you find it an easy transition or were you like, holy crap, this is like hitting speed bumps at 70? How was it? Well, I'm a nerd, you know, big <laughs> nerd. So I like to study and learn everything I can. And I'm a you know certified master injector under multiple certification companies. So what that means is I've done the master level of all the injecting courses. So I know the facial anatomy very well. I know what to expect, what to react to. I know what questions to ask. I know what to how to react if things go wrong, which my ER, you know, aspect helped me do that drastically. Because in the ER, you have to know what's going to go wrong all the time. Even if you don't know, you have to know. If that makes sense. I, yeah, absolutely. I have to know the worst thing that can happen and how to fix that. Yeah. So yeah. And then you go from there. Yeah. You know, you said something earlier, though, that I think you get a unique perspective because 
you get to make people happy. And I don't mean that like in a bad way. I mean, like family practice is great. Like I love what I do, but I still have patients who get irritated with me, frustrated with me, yell, angry, whatever. But I mean, you get to improve someone's body image and they leave much happier than when they got there. Indeed. And that's a huge difference. And that's what kind of draw me out of the ER. The ER working there, that's the person's worst day they've had for a while, if not in their whole life. It sucks. It's it's hard for them. It's hard to, to always deal with death, to tell people that they have cancer, to tell people shit if they're monogamous relationships that they have an STD. You know, like yeah, there's so many bad things and negative things that happen there every day. I mean, of course you have the stub toes and the sore throats and stuff like that, but that's not what gets you. That's not what sticks with you, you know, and that's what you take home. So transferring to the medic industry, does it have still people that have bad days? Yes. You know, if people don't like the Botox you do, they're going to tell you about it. So it still has some bad days part into it, but for the most part, 85, 90% is going to be all positive and making someone happy and seeing that smile. What's a, like a typical patient load day like for you in aesthetics? Well, me, I'm different. I'm not your typical med spa, like where I just do Botox fillers. I have every machine under the sun that you can get, the highest technology you can get. So it can be like today, let's see, I opened up with a hormone consult and hormone replacement therapy. So, you know, I laid some pellets down in someone's side after discussing the, the lab work and uh, values for them. Next, I went into some uh, derma filler, some lips, which is my favorite, the Lip King here in New Mexico. And then, uh, some Botox was after that. And we had a lot of endoscope Neo today. So Neo is a high-level piece of machinery that burns fat, builds muscle, and tightens the skin up all in 30-minute sessions. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We, we might have to have him back just to talk about that. That's going to raise some interest <laughs> on this show. Everybody wants to know how to do that. It's like doing 30,000 sit-ups in 30 minutes. Woo. Okay. <laughs> I, I might have done 30,000 sit-ups in my life. So I don't know that I would have jacked that up to the 30. Is there a lower setting? Like maybe three years? Like <laughs> how do I, how do I get to that setting? Like no, I need no, a slower no, no. transition. It's, it's not painful. There's no downtime. So you're good, man. It's a little discomfort, Ooh. a little bit like labor pains I've been told, but other than that, that's about it. Labor pains. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, I know this is the first time you met me, but. I and labor pains are not going to mix well. So, I mean, they'll do fine. There's a few things we've talked about. We actually share in common. Like, Hey, I've been hit in the face. Like that's a, I, I just, I think my abdomen cramping beyond belief though, would be one of those things. I don't know that I would handle well. So <laughs> you said lips are your favorite. Is there something that is more popular than others? Cause I would assume like lips or Botox would be the number one. So what is something that you commonly see or you are asked about frequently so number one is always talks you know botox devo disport since i'm a master level injector i do a lot more advanced techniques you know lips of course are you know are pretty common so are cheeks but i also do liquid rhinoplasties of the nose as well as chin enhancement and jawline enhancement so which are some more high level injections now how long does something like that to last then about two years I say, is it permanent or is it something that you'll see degrade over a period of time? So two years is what you're looking at? About, yeah, about two years. You can use a, a, you know, a compound that is more permanent. I don't use that in my med spot because of the fact there's no dissolver. There's not a backup to that. If you fuck up, you fuck up. Gotcha. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Especially the nasal injections, you know, the nasal bone and, and the bridge. There's so many parts that you could mess up and occlude vessels. They could lose their nose and go blind. There's so many bad things can happen so fast. So 
actually, I'm really glad you brought that up because I have seen some videos. And of course, there are, as an NP, you're aware that there are physician groups that think NPs or PAs are bad. Like they don't like us. What? You don't say. <laughs> it's it's no. let me give you some websites where we're done. Yeah, it'll blow your mind. Okay. But one of the things that I have seen multiple times is nurse practitioners that are doing aesthetic procedures and they're talking about how they're not being safe. What my question is for you is do people come to you and then say, I went to other places and I didn't have a great, and I don't want you to name names. What I'm saying is, is basically there are whole shows now about one person having to fix procedures gone bad with somebody else. Is that something? Happens all the time. Okay. So that's not an uncommon thing. Okay. And I, I guess the reason I'm asking is because I would assume that that makes your job tougher. Like if somebody had just come to you and they wanted a lip filler, but somebody else messed it up, I would assume it makes your job tougher to actually have to work with somebody else's mistake first. Kind of. With lips, they're nice because you can dissolve them and then we can refill them. So the patient has to wait a couple of weeks, but they get the results they want. Now with talks, when people come in with the messed up group on talks, that, that's hard, you know, because it's got to wear there off. are some ways you can fix it, but yeah, mainly it has to wear off. So I'm going to ask a dumb question that I think a lot of our listeners are probably wondering. And I think I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there anyway. I'm assuming this is a cash-based practice and I mean, like, you're not dealing with insurance and all the other shit. No insurance at all. It's fully cash pay, cash credit card we offer and uh, financing as well. That leads to a whole nother question I have, and this is actually away from the medical side. So being an entrepreneur, as an NP, clearly they don't do any classes to help teach us how to, you know, go on our own. So what was the learning process for you? Was it like things that you picked up from other places you worked or was it just, hey, I decided to do it and I figured it out? Like, what was your process? The process to open, it took me a few years to do it. And it was a lot of research and studying. So I don't have a background in business. I don't have an MBA. I don't have all that stuff either as well. But I'm pretty savvy with money, pretty savvy with marketing. And then I have a couple mentors as well as read a bunch of books by Grant Cardone, Gary Vee, all these guys out here that are, you know, killing it, making millions, being entrepreneurship. So it's a, it's a steep learning curve, but if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. Well, and that's what I was going to ask is when other NPs ask you about this, is this the type of field where you go? Yeah. I, I think a lot of people, or are you going to just be upfront and be like, no, I don't think most people are going to hack it in this field. Like, how do you feel about NPs wanting to get into a similar field? It's tough. I'll be honest with you. It's not for everybody. You have to take, you have to be a big risk taker to do it. You know, scared money doesn't make money. So you got to be able to take those risks and live with the decisions you make. Just for instance, within the two years we've been open, I have over a million dollars in equipment. That's mainly finance right now. Wow. Yeah. So that doesn't help you sleep well at night. <laughs> no, but you can't do the procedures if you don't have the stuff, right? So exactly. You know, you want to be the most elevated technology you can have in the region that you're in to bring the most customers in to see you. You know, you don't want to have three years ago technology. You want to have the cutting edge. So that costs money. So you mentioned marketing. So like social media, are you doing marketing elsewhere? I mean, what all kind of marketing type stuff? So we do a lot of social media, tons of Instagram, paid posts, boost posts, sponsorship through there, as well as Facebook. They link together. We do a little bit of radio ads. We do some television. We do a magazine that's local to us. Billboards, we've done a few of those. Those weren't that great return. It's kind of cool seeing your name up on the board, but it's not the best return. It's expensive as shit. <laughs> 
I just invested into a bunch of Yelp ads just recently too. I would assume that that's a demographic based issue. Like if you're somewhere where everyone uses Yelp, you know, you want to go more towards that versus like you said, it's expensive as shit. But if you live somewhere where a lot of people are looking at billboards when they're driving down the highway, it's worth it to get your name out there. And this is, this is weird for me because this is something I find this highly interesting because this is something I don't have to think about ever. I go right. somewhere every once in a while, the hospital's like, Hey, uh, we want to do a new headshot. I'm like, what, you know, they have their own marketing people. I don't have to do anything. So I think it's really interesting to listen to someone that not only has to do the procedure, but they have to figure out how to get the people there to do the procedure. And that's a, yeah. that's a new combo. It'd be really crazy if you didn't, if you thought, if you knew what, um, like Yelp or especially Google, Google analytics and Google business, they can pinpoint whoever you want. If I put, I want to, you know, uh, zoom in on 25 or 35 year old females uh, with a household income over a hundred thousand dollars with um, certain zip codes that have dogs, I can find you and I can advertise to you. That is both fantastic and terrifying. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> terrifying. So scary. <laughs> Yeah, that is one of those things like, oh, so some of the boogeyman stories I've heard are true. Okay, that makes me feel You know it's true because they've said before that, you know, like for Facebook, if you're not paying for it, you're you're what's being sold, basically, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and they talk about that they can track how long you're looking at each video, how long you're looking at every single thing and pinpoint that marketing directly to you. So that is a little, like you said, it's kind of cool, but it's a little freaky, too. It's freaky on, on the consumer aspect, but on the business person aspect, it's it's ideal. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to be loving it. So you can be like, well, for the next six months, I really need to be bringing in this group. Here it is. Yeah. Here, here's how you do it. That's and It's seriously interesting. I don't know if you guys either follow my Instagram feed or not, but I can literally push what I want to be sold. It's insane. If you push one product you know, hard for one week, for the next two weeks, three weeks, that sells like crazy. So it's really intense how much you can change things so fastly. So we talked about procedures that are very popular. Do you have products that seem to do better than others? Or again, is that kind of a, hey, you know, we're, we're looking at making this a bigger thing in this area. So you push a certain product. Like how does that develop? Is that on a you or is that the client? Primarily me, Dream. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, we go into seasons, you know, every season, like right now, it's huge on the body contouring aspect, you know, the new year, new me kind of situation, Oh yeah. you know, where the fall is more, you know, laser peel, you know, laser facials, chemical peels, and, you know, Botox and fillers getting ready for the holidays. So it's, it's interesting to see the different rotations about what is being used at certain times. Huh. I see. And that's stuff I never would even thought about. I mean, that's interesting, but I watch a lot of, or I've seen a lot of these shows that talk about aesthetics here is another i guess to me it's a pretty serious someone that is wanting to do too much have you ever run into the problem or how do you address what someone's like i need this done again and you're like you don't need this procedure you know i feel like i'm not formatting the question very well but the point is is someone that wants something done that you don't feel is appropriate yeah we turn them away we try to talk to them tell them what what's best interest of them but if they don't and they still want it, we turn them away. Unfortunately, we are very selective of the patients we have. We're lucky to be able to do that because of our reputation. We don't want our reputation to be attached to those kind of situations. Which makes sense, yeah. Now, is, are you the only provider there or do you have other providers that work with you? You know, what's crazy is I've done this whole thing. And actually, we have a, this really high-end magazine. It's called ABQ the Magazine that does the best of the city 
every year. And we just took top three for our first year that we were out. And for half of that year, it was only me and part in the part-time ER. So we just recently hired an esthetician and another nurse injector. So there's only a team of three right now for me, wow. including myself. And we're pushing revenues closer to this year. I think our P&L was up to about 850 from our first year was maybe about 70. Wow. So it's a huge difference. <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite a growth right there. So what advice do you have? Like, let's say we talked about things that would make us want to go into aesthetics. What advice do you have for somebody that's looking into this field as, as another provider? Learn everything you can. Knowledge will not hurt you. A specific resource or... Is it just a get a hold of other aesthetics providers and then start going from there? Like, what is step one? If knowing what you know now, what would you tell someone to be step one? Step one, I'd be I'd find a mentor, find the person that has the life that you want, and then tell them you want to work for them for free or minimal for the first couple of months, just to get their feet wet, to get everything that you can learn just absorbed in. Then step two would be learning everything you can, meaning you can take different classes. I mean, there's like I use Aesthetic Skin Institute. They're all over the place. You also have uh, National Laser Institute. I mean, you have tons of different places they can do and learn different techniques and uh, procedures. I would take as many of those as you can as well. And then step three would be learning what is the best for your region. Different regions sell different things. Some people sell more Botox. They're a lot more expensive than I do, but some people sell you know, body contouring for a lot cheaper than I do. So Find your niche. Find what you're going to get into. So I figured we got about, what, two more years before you're in Beverly Hills doing, you know, the uh, NP aesthetic to the stars. Is that what we're looking at? Oh, oh, baby, we're already there here in New Mexico. <laughs> we're, the, we're the next Hollywood. They film every Netflix has a deal studio. Yeah. yeah. I would say there was this little show that this one channel had that was set in Albuquerque. Oh, what was Breaking that? Bad? Breaking Bad. Yeah. No, I was, I was trying to. I worked on it. Shut up. Oh, God. That's awesome. Was, we'll, we'll have to talk off the air, but that's insane. I love that show. Yeah. I was there on set <laughs> nurse with a baby. <gasps> oh, wow. Ooh, yeah, look pretty at that. Cool. That is awesome. Oh, because I hear Brian Cranston talk about Albuquerque all the time and the chilies and all this stuff. So I was like, what the hell? Maybe, maybe I need to go out there sometime. What do you know? Maybe Eric's going to get a knock on his door and there's just going to be me and Ben holding our hands. Please, sir, <laughs> teach, teach us how to do this. Like, right. When you're fed up with the, when you're fed up with the, the ER and the primary yeah. care, but you guys yeah. got this going on. I want to, I'm, I feel like I'm all special to be on this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the other way around, but well, yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you got to talk about the, the steps for like aesthetics practice, but did you have any big hurdles on the business side? You know, like you said, you don't have an MBA. Were there things that you went, man, I really shouldn't have done that or lessons you might give another NP if they were thinking about starting their own business? That's tough, to be honest. A lot of people just say I'm lucky that I've gone so far so fast, but the harder I work, the luckier I get, you know? I don't really have any pearls of wisdom on the business aspect side. I mean, like I said, it's all, it's all about taking risks. Take that risk. If you can afford to lose it, take that risk and Joe and throw the dice in there. Cause you're not going to figure it out unless you don't. Cause like I was saying earlier off air, I tell us people, you know, cause everybody sees me driving a Lamborghini now and they're like, you know, how do you do it? And I said, not working for someone else. I'll tell you that much. There's no way I would have done this purchase these vehicles. If I stayed me out in the hospital. Yeah. It's about no, so I, taking, yeah. taking risk is the hugest thing. 
I just read a quote recently, and again, I don't know 100% that it's from Elon Musk, but I keep seeing it because they named him Man of the Year. And I guess one of the quotes is somewhere in the article, ben. related article. Yeah, uh, it should be Ben, but I think it was Elon yeah. Musk this time. We'll see where Ben's at next year. But basically, he said, I work seven days a week, 16 hours a day, no days off. And they still tell me it's because I'm lucky. Exactly. And I was I was like, oh, boy, he's firing a shot. Yeah, he, he well, and I don't blame him, but that's what it was. It was like, this isn't luck. That's what that's what he was saying. And I got to say, you know, I keep hearing it over and over and over from everybody that's successful in business is I didn't get here by accident. This is not a product of maybe that might be the best advice, Ben, that I've heard to anybody is if you're going to do it, do it. That's the only way it's going to get done. You can't half-ass it, definitely. We've talked about that, not even with the podcast, you know, I mean, if, if some of the this gets big, you know, and everybody's like, oh, you guys were overnight success. And it's like, well, no, we've, yeah. you know, we put yeah. in years and years. And, yes. and so, yeah. oh, it's really not. This is year four. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, same thing. I mean, it's taking the risk. And I mean, I, I think those great advice. I, yeah. I still don't have a Lambo, though, so. I need to take a bigger risk. That's what I heard. Thank you, Eric. Bigger balls. So, <laughs> yeah. I was saying, when my wife was like, what are we doing? I'm like, Eric said, Eric said to do it. Fucking YOLO, right? <laughs> you only live once. Oh, we're going to have to have Eric back. <laughs> Tom's divorce episode. Eric's going <laughs> to moderate. So. Yeah. Listen to me in business advice. Don't listen to your relationship advice. I'm already in like fourth fucking failed relationship. So I'm fucked up. So I don't know how that goes. All I'm picturing right now is Tom's going to like order a JSP uh, billboard in Columbus, Ohio tomorrow. Like, Eric said, take risk. Eric said, do this. So I did it. People are just going to randomly walk outside to JSP stickers on their windshield. That's advertising, baby. Not what I was right looking there. for. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There it is. Again, stupid question. So I assume you're pretty happy in aesthetics then. Indeed. Very much so. It's a it's a good place. It's nice to have your own place to go to the every morning and open up with your own key. You know, that's, this is mine. Is it scary when uh, bills come due every every month? Yeah, that, that part sucks. But aesthetics is, is pleasing and it's it's really encouraging and exciting to see what else is coming on the on the horizon. Well, that brings up my next question, Eric, is what do you see next? We talked about how you got there. So now what do you see next? Expansion and growth. I'm going to start getting into commercial real estate. I want to build out, at least now, the area that I'm in. I want to build out my own and rent out the rest of them so people start paying me. And then next, it would be expansion after that. I've already had offers to expand into Las Vegas, Scottsdale, and Jacksonville, Florida, which is all... Uh, independent practice states and stuff. Where I, so you're thinking like franchise type thing potentially? Not so much franchise. It's just expansion. I don't want anybody else running my thing. Fair enough. Makes sense. Yeah. Technically, Ohio does not have that. But if someday <laughs> they, they do, I'd be like, hey, hey, Eric, what's going on? Right? Ohio needs some more aesthetics. You want to know the one of the pieces of equipment that comes in and it's here that I have. Absolutely. That, yes. Here we go. Now we're talking. This is crazy. So we do a lot of vaginal rejuvenation. We're the only, we're like one of the only two providers in New Mexico that do vaginal rejuvenation. We utilize a CO2 laser that inserts into the vaginal canal and, you know, spins around and pretty much lights up the vagina. 
to create, you know, newer, fresher skin, tightens it up and everything. But now we also recently invested into, um, it's called the Emcella. It's a Kegel throne and you sit on it and it's like doing, it's just kind of like the Neo that I talked to you, talked to you about doing the, the sit-ups. It's like doing 13,000 Kegels in 30 minutes. So it's crazy. This technology is insane. So is this painful? Not painful. It's almost orgasmic. I have to leave the room sometimes. I'm betting it's more than almost. I'm just. <laughs> just I don't know. Thousand Kegels, huh? Maybe that's the name of the episode, Ben. Uh, just making the name of this episode. Right Thirteen thousand yeah. Kegels. That's advertising, buddy. Sex sells. Uh, so I, I got. I got to say. So is that part of it? So tell me about some interesting things that you've learned. We we talked about demographics. For like, okay, so JSP. If you were looking at us, what is the basic law of social media and getting more views finding your demographic and then pinpointing it do you guys have a marketing director no i'm guessing no do you guys have a website with seo yes who runs the seo uh me okay so that's probably no offense ben but it's probably not cutting it Uh, i agree you're you're a a full-time you know provider you need you have to have a full-time marketer Join us on a journey into the inner psyche of our guest as we ask five, 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 five questions. All right, All right Mr. Eric. So we're going to do five about to tell you. Yeah. questions. Oh, here they come. This is getting serious. Yeah. Same five questions <laughs> we ask every one of our guests, and it just kind of gives us an idea about more about your inner psyche. So I ask the questions. Tom makes fun of your answers. It's supposed to just be fun. So. All right. Yeah, don't think about it too much. Just what if I say vagina to everything? Well, I mean, the first one that might work, and <laughs> I'm a little concerned about number five. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see in a minute why. All right. <laughs> Question one, Eric. What's your favorite medical word? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Uh, I did. Uh, question: Favorite medical word? Uh, I don't know. Uh, emesis. You sound fancy saying it. That's wow. Pay, pay me like one of your French models. <laughs> now, the reason that we both had that look on our face is the show that's not out yet, which will be out by the time the people listening to this. We interviewed a dietitian, and when we asked her what her favorite medical word was, that was one of her favorite medical words was emesis. And that's the only time we've ever had that word other than Yeah. That. So, this nice. is like two times per <laughs> Wow. It does sound fancy until you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that I, right. don't care. I don't care what word you put on this. I always like to lecronon, but I'm like, it's an elbow. I don't care what you do. What you figure out, it's an elbow. <laughs> it's, it's just an elbow now. Yeah. <laughs> Puke. Well, you know, it's hard. I'm laughing too much because he said emesis to make too much fun of emesis. So I guess he gets a pass on that one. So yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> two. If you could do any job in the world other than what you currently do, what would it be? Any job in the world. Fuck, I don't know. Anything. Anything. President. There you go. See? Yeah. That's I, the first time we ever had talk like Donald Trump though here, you know. <laughs> well, here's here's the funny thing is MMA background runs his own business, you know, has like all this cutting edge technology. But in my head, I kept thinking, I'm looking at a guy, I'm like. It'd be funny as hell if he said like certified public accountant. 
(laughs) dog walker i was just waiting for something i've always dreamed of being on a synchronized swimming team ben like i was just waiting for something like that to come out yeah oh yeah water polo would be great (laughs) i think like a rock yeah those guys fucking champs yeah (laughs) president though is hard to president hard to argue how do you make good job Yeah. yeah get it i got all the faith he did this I've done, too much shady, I've done too much shady shit in my past, so yeah. <laughs> so who knows I, nowadays? Okay, yeah. I'm, not, I'm just gonna say it. So my first thought, whenever you said president, was what's the president's name in Idiocracy? Was it? Oh, C- Macho Camacho. <laughs> Is it something yeah, like? It's something like that. Yeah, like President Macho. No, that was that was the the boxer. Yeah, Macho. I think it's Macho Camacho driving the dildozer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like yeah, that's, all that's right, my right. next investment. <laughs> Question: Get a big monster truck and make it a dildozer. Oh wow! Question three: Think back to your first car. Was it a stylish ride or a rolling turd? Stylish ride out of '91 Ford Mustang GT notchback. That is. There you go. And what what was the car's name? I'm not one of those weird people. Wow. <laughs> Maybe you yeah. are one of the weird people not naming your car. Everybody names their car. Oh, Eric, I thought for sure. <laughs> you I thought for sure. Love to it? Yeah. I, I mean, oh, you don't? Oh, wait a second. I mean, no, no, that, don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mustang GT. Good choice. I like that. That's hard to, that's, a, that's another one. I, I'm a Mustang fan myself. So, Nope, that's a that's an excellent choice. There you go, Ben. Do better. Get a better question. I don't want to tell you. I can't make fun of good answers. Question right. question four, Eric. If your house is on fire, everyone, including your pets, are safe. Other than pictures, what's the one thing you want to get out of your house? A dildozer. <laughs> well, <laughs> I fucking love this guy. He went after the theoretical vehicle. He doesn't own yet. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say, no, no, I have to, it has to be a picture. I have a signed picture of myself. <laughs> I had to get that out of the house. I'm like, that's great. Oh my God. Okay. So let's say the dildozer is not an option. <laughs> what else would you want to get out of your house? If I had to get it out of my house, something like that would probably be uh, the gun collection. If everything, animals and humans are safe. Yeah. Okay. So hold on though. Not collection. You get to pick one gun. Oh, so one. Out of all your guns. Yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, one gun. What? Do you, which one are you going for? Now, this is going to tell. Now, I want to know. Mm. Let, let's. My favorite one I just bought just recently. I have yet to shoot it though. Is a Taurus Judge uh, Public Defender. You know what that is? Yes. What type of bear lives in now in New Mexico that you needed uh, something with that much power? Just as fun, man. Hey, also, also completely valid answer, Ben. <laughs> when you say the word Taurus judge, I was like, holy cow. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot that's of rock and roll. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> you, do you know what it is, Ben? No. It's a pistol that shoots shotgun shells. Yep. All right, then. I would say even Eric's probably going to want to make sure he's got both hands on that thing when, <laughs> when he starts... When he starts for that and, uh, yeah. I thought they could also rotate... Is it 454? Kasul into it? Yes. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, it is? Okay. Yeah. 
But yeah, either one of those rounds. <laughs> yeah, puts buddy. Down. Yeah, I got the ones. Yeah. I got these special rounds that I found that has a three slugs in them, and then it has the shotgun shells. With, you know, the shotgun pellets yeah. with it too. Oh, it's amazing. I can't wait to shoot them yet. <sighs> that was see. That sounds like a lot of fun. That's an excellent. If he'd have been like, I got this really cool twenty five Raven, I'd be like, get him off my show. Get him, <laughs> get him off, get him off my show. Oh, I don't want him back. But yeah, Taurus right. Judge, that's a good one. Question five, and here's what I was concerned of you answering vagina all the questions. <laughs> Question five, Eric. You have nine dollars and eighteen cents in your pocket. You're at the convenience store or the gas station. What all do you buy? Ooh, some zingers. Did you say zingers? Fuck yeah, those are good as shit, dude. Those fucking <laughs> raspberry filled ones. Okay, so that's like what two bucks? So what yeah, like a seven bucks. Really? Throw a Red Bull in there, sugar-free, of course. Okay. Oh, of course, because you just ate a thousand grams of sugar in the zinger. So make sure you get that sugar-free Red Bull. Good choice. Uh, right? Five bucks. So now you're like two bucks left. Uh, throw a Diet Dr Pepper in there too. Diet Dr Pepper. Look, I'm cool with the diet, but Dr Pepper, Ben knows, communist. Doctor <laughs> are just communist, but. And this is another company we're marking off as fun. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't have anything against Dr. Pepper. I just like to give people a hell that drink it. So that's just fun. It's because it's the best ever. Oh, but it says 23 flavors working together. And uh, I was this is America, waiting. buddy. There should be 23 versions of Dr. Pepper then. That's what I say. That's that's what oh, I'm. <laughs> you, you read too fucking much. Just drink the damn shit. <laughs> yeah. Someone got the joke. Oh, God. Black so. <clears throat> five questions eric why don't you uh let everybody know where they can find your stuff at online one more time uh facebook and instagram uh bosky aesthetics as well as tiktok is bosky aesthetics as well and they could go to bosqueaesthetics.com and then uh, check out all of our products and services there too would you spell that for them one more time b-o-s-q-u-e aesthetics Okay, let's say we'll make sure we have that down in the show notes for everybody too. So, Eric, man, we appreciate you taking time out of your evening now to get on here and bullshit with us about aesthetics. And I think it's been a great conversation. Vaginas and dildozers. <laughs> Thanks to Tom. <laughs> Any conversation involving vaginas and dildozers. How is that not Pulitzer Prize winning? Is what I ask. Oh. Now the hard part is going to have to be quiet about this until it comes out. That's going to suck. <laughs> eh, not necessarily. You're, you're... <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> There's no non-disclosure agreement signed here. You know we're not. Uh, <laughs> no, not over here. Yeah, yeah. No, good. yeah. Those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, on that note. Make sure you join us again in two weeks. Make sure you're checking out our other show. We'll continue to monitor where we're talking about all kinds of tantalized mysteries over there. Hell, maybe we'll have a dildozer episode over there. You never know. (laughs) Make sure you wash your hands, wear your mask. Have a great week. Hey, everybody. Stay safe out there. Practice swearing just to pass the time. Lately, I see why I am alone. Some road bridge and I thought of you And all the many times you say I should have known Took a press so I could find my G Find BD I could
without you.